technology. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Oh, I'm live. Eventually, we got there. Hello, Manuela. Thank oh, you for doing the technology thing with me. It's a lot for a Monday, you know, but I think <laughs> if we can figure this out, the rest of the week is going to be awesome. Right? And here we are. And we're here. And we're doing the thing. And it's working. Yay. So, I mean, it doesn't get any better than this. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Cabaret Q&A, as you know, and I'm so excited because Emanuela is going to share with us a lot about, like, like, just tell us a little bit about you, because I was going to do an intro and I had it already, and then I was like, no, let's just talk. Let's just yeah. jump in. It's more fun that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I am a holistic speaking coach and an actor, and I'm also a mom and a movement instructor. And so basically my background is in theater performance, musical theater. And then I worked for 10 years, I worked with older adults and I ran interactive drama, music and dance programs. And then when COVID happened, I knew I kind of wanted to transition online anyways. And that demographic wasn't really online because most of my folks were living in assisted living facilities. And I'm in Canada, so we still aren't able to even go in. Um, so I thought, how can I use my skills to, you know, help people? And I saw this need for entrepreneurs and coaches who were suddenly thrust into the online world, having to do a lot more videos, a lot more speaking. And so I basically take all of my theater acting voice training from singing and acting. And then I also incorporate some of my yoga techniques because before we can speak, we've got to connect to our body and our breath and help people really learn how to master their voices and connect with their audience through a different kind of creative approach. Wow. <laughs> like, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's amazing. And you're right about connecting your, your body and your mind. And I think, you know, we, we, everybody with a stage life, we talk about here, you know, around state, you know, around social media or, you know, going, going live, having a podcast, those kind of things, you know, we, we all have those fears that exist here, but it's so connected with our body and our ability to move and our ability to, to, to just flow. And then that affects our ability to think and it's a vicious circle, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. The very first uh, pillar in my program is own your presence. So really like being okay, just being seen and being, being, you know, standing still. That's, and I tell my clients, like my very first year of theater school, literally all we did was stand in the line, step forward and say our name, like uh, chorus line, very like, and teachers would make us do this for the entire class. And I'm like, I don't understand how I'm doing this wrong, but it's like the way you say your name, the pitch, the way you stand, the way you hold your body, it's like that, most cattle calls, as we call it in theater, like they just, they judge you just from that, how you're standing and how you say your name. Wow. So really we need, to, and now we're all just forced to be like entrepreneurs and we're so concerned with what we're saying, but we really need to also focus on how we're saying it and how our energy is coming across on the screen. Yeah, and I think, you know, we, we've, we've always been, you know, aware when you think about communication, it's not what you say, it's how you say it, that's a truism for a reason, because it's true. But a lot of times we don't think about that, how we're saying it, you know, and, and, and the beautiful thing about being online is that we get an opportunity to really kind of show ourselves 
and we get the opportunity to to be and find our tone of voice that fits within our business or our presence or however we choose to show up. And that's quite different to the stage world where they would say, no, that's not what we're looking for, you know, because you know we we get to show up as who we are and we get to share a message and that's that's the message that of confidence to cabaret is is about you know owning your space and taking up space and making sure it's a big space and not a little one not shrinking ourselves and sharing our voice and raising our voice which a lot of times not only but especially women we're told to you know down a little bit um and then we're you know and then we we talk a huge amount about share your message and the and the beautiful thing is we have that opportunity to be on a stage life that isn't going nah now nah, we don't want you for this part how do you keep going like because you know i mean the the tenacity that that must in, involve in in having that like true stage life and then, mm. and then not, and then not saying your name right, or not walking on right, or whatever mm. that is. How do you keep going? That's a great question. And actually, I've been speaking with some of my theater friends lately about sort of like the trauma that we face in theater world. Because yeah, it's it's like you're not good enough, and you're like I'm just saying my name. And a lot of times, it's just the look, right? They're just going for a certain look. They want a tall, blonde-haired, blue-eyed person. Well, there's nothing I can do. I mean, I could dye my hair, but like it's it's that look, it's that feeling they get from you, or maybe it's you know who you've worked with before and all of that. And that's truly as I grow older now, I realize like yeah, I have the capacity to just build my own stage. So two years ago, I wrote my own play and performed that at our at our Fringe Festival locally, and that was really awkward at first because I've only ever played other people's roles and stepped into. And that was easy, like giving me lines and I can step into that and play. tell me who I'm supposed to be and how I'm supposed to say the line, that's easy. But this was my story and I was playing me and that was so much more vulnerable, but it taught me a lot about this online entrepreneurial space of how to be vulnerable and how to share your story and how powerful that can be. But there is an element of like, you know, everybody talks about authenticity right now. It's such a big word, which, I have a love hate for because I think even though we can be authentic, we do have different personality. We have different facets of our personality, right? The way I talk to my husband when I'm tired is not the same that I'm going to talk to my neighbor or to, you know, I always say when my mom would speak on the phone, I could hear, I could know exactly who she was talking to yeah. just based on her inflection and her tone. And she's Italian. So even like the dialect, but we seem to think we have to be completely in integral like in, across the board we're like you have the choice to put on not put on but step into a, maybe your elevated self or your your best self that you want to present to the world right you don't have to show them every single aspect of you just the pieces because i think a lot of people feel intimidated like i have to i have to just put my whole life on camera and it's like well, you can if that feels right for you, but you also can choose to who that speaker self is, who that coach self is, and, and the elements of you that you want to bring forward and shine. Yeah, and you know, we, we have this conversation a lot in my in my corporate world um, when I go and see clients and stuff, and, and, and so I'll be maybe doing something like a manager's training, and they'll say, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll talk about being honest, and what does that really mean? And people will say, well, I have to tell you everything. And I'm saying, uh, 
See, that's not mm -hmm. my definition of honesty. Like, uh, you know, if you want to believe that, that's that's fine. But that's that's not how you know because you have a business responsibility. You have responsibility to the shareholders. So your integrity of being honest with your with your your direct reports, for example, could cause a problem to the other people that you also have to to answer to. And so, so you know, when we think about those boundaries of our online life, then where are your boundaries, and where do you draw the line, and what and what's it, what's okay for you to share, and what's not okay for you to share? I'm very comfortable now about sharing my vulnerable story, but two years ago, never would have happened, never, 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 because I had this beautiful corporate persona that was not fake; it was fully me, mm -hmm. but it was compartmentalized. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's okay. Like, we feel like we have to be totally uh, vulnerable. And, and it comes with time. Like you said, I never thought I would be this person posting all over social media what I had for breakfast. And I used to think like, why? Would you, why are you doing that? But now I see like, by nature, we're really curious about each other. And we we love, we're kind of voyeurs that way. You know, we want to see, well, what is, what is Heather eating for lunch today i want to know yeah. you know maybe yeah. and if, if they like you they those are things people can connect to you connect with yeah. you on right yeah and i don't share what i eat um for <laughs> for breakfast um but i do I, it's, it's interesting isn't it because it, because of covid so many of us have gone on our stage life has become some sort of online even if you're you know you're you're using zoom in your business and your day job but you know, we get to know people like they have a dog and the dog is floating around and stuff. So I had to go back on LinkedIn recently. When I say back on, I had to I had to start over on LinkedIn because my corporate world, I never had to network. I had more work than I could handle. I, I was constantly outsourcing it to other people because I just had too much, which is a wonderful position to be in. Um, mm -hmm. But I didn't I didn't network on purpose because I just couldn't take on anymore. And now I've had to go back on because things have changed and I had to, to re-network. And I, and I thought, I don't want to share that I have a dog. But actually, people now, because we've worked on Zoom so long, everybody knows you have a dog because at some point it appeared in your meeting or, or, or something, you know, or, or that, you know, you've, you've got your coffee with you and what kind of mug you have or, you know, so I think, I think our interests in each other have shifted slightly because of 2020. And I think that our access into people's homes, I'm in my dining room. I mean, I've literally done podcasts from my bed, from my living room, from my <laughs> dining room, from my garden. Last week, I did one from the end of the road because somebody left a sofa there. So I yeah. just sat on it and did one there. You know, it's like and and I think I think I think our our idea of, you know, where those boundaries should be drawn and what is professional or not is quite different now. You know, and I think people are also understanding of technology fails, you know, <laughs> we can't get sound to work or lighting yeah. or whatever. You know, and I, so I think I think that has shifted a lot. Um, I wouldn't have shared any of my personal stories because I felt like that would make make my my world uh, almost like I'd be unreliable because I'm not stable, mm -hmm. and now I've shared you know all kinds of different things about my past, and I I think that our boundaries of those kind of things for some of us have shifted, but but also our ex acceptance of others has shifted as well. 
and what we have in common. You know, if you eat what I eat for breakfast, then I go, I like you more because yeah. it makes sense to me. Yeah, and like I love food, so that's going to be something I post. But you love dogs, you might post about your dogs. Um, but that's what you were saying. You would have never shared your personal life. Makes me think again that we get to choose. But really, ultimately, I like to think of, and this goes with how to feel less afraid to speak to is if we put ourselves in a place of service and think what does my if you are a coach okay so what does your client ideal client want to know or what does your ideal audience member want to hear so in a corporate setting probably not necessary for you to talk about this big thing you overcame when you whatever you know became a mother let's say like that's not that's not going to apply but the beauty of this online space and being an online entrepreneur is that you literally, you get to choose who do you want to work with? Who do you want to serve? Because if you're a mom coach, then you're going to probably tell a lot of stories about being a mom because that's who you want to serve. Mm. And yeah, so like I can talk about theater, I can talk about my, uh, my play, but that probably wouldn't have mattered if I was in a different, if I had different, uh, potential clients. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So how does your theater background and experience, uh, how does that inform what you're doing now? That's everything that I'm doing now. It's, it all comes from my background. So I train people in my four, four pillar method and it starts with posture because if we're not, if we don't have a great posture, we're not able to breathe. Mm -hmm. We're also not as receptive. We're not as open, right? If people stand talk, not, not a lot of people are doing this on social media, but if you were standing talking like this, right? What kind of feeling, what kind of vibe are you giving off as opposed to like a nice open chest, a nice tall spine. And it just, it allows your breath and your voice mm -hmm. to move freely um, and breath work and then movement because movement helps with our posture, it helps with our breathing, it helps ground us and be just really connected to our body. And then I teach about the voice itself, how voice is made, how to resonate, because these are things people don't think about as speakers, they think about it for singers. And I just had my voice lesson today with my teach, uh, music teacher, and we were talking about resonators, and she said, you know, when you speak, you've got a resonating tone and I said I know but that's because I'm aware of it most people are not aware of where they're speaking most people speak a lot deeper in their chest or in their throat and then they can get very sore in their throat so mm. I talk about that and that I all I learned all of that in theater right in, in theater school and then I talk about connecting with your audience and I like to think of it as a scene right or a dialogue between you and your audience member so in theater, there would be two players, right? They'd have an, every player has an objective and then you have different actions. That's method acting, different ways, tactics. You're going to try different things to get someone to do what you want them to do. Well, the same can apply in a monologue or a one-sided conversation with your audience. It's like, what do you want from them? Do you want them to be inspired to make a change in their life? Do you want them to book a call with you? Do you want them to sign up for something? And then how are you going to do that? Are you going to use, you know, different tactics like to scare or to tempt or to seduce, right? These are all tactics that people can use. So that all comes from my, my theater background. So really like all of it, I would say is very wow. based in speaking as a performer, you know, having that kind of performer mentality. 
as opposed to it being kind of more mechanical as say maybe a public speaking coach would would go from a different angle yeah for sure yeah yeah I think um, I think you know you. I, I love that you start with posture because if you if you if you're all squished in, you can't you can't take a deep enough breath. You can't project that. You can't. I mean, I I've, I used to work in um, contact centers or call centers uh, for for years and years um, when I was a, an internal trainer, and people used to say, "Oh, why should we wear a business suit? Nobody sees us. You sit differently. You project your voice differently." you have a different air of authority about you you it's entirely different and they and they one of the um clients that i had was uh telecoms company. i had wear pajamas to work if you were on night shift well they all sat with their feet on the desk with their slippers they were all you know kind of flop and it it made a huge difference and i would record them and i would show them the difference and it was just phenomenal how different it was and i love to start with that kind of place of you know a, a standing move and you know that even shoulders back those kind of things can really make us feel more confident right so that so that you can resonate so how do you how do you use your voice other than posture and making sure that we're you know breathing how how, how do you use your voice right so first it's it's posture and then the breath really if you can master your breath your voice will just flow yeah right so if you can properly the problem is most people breathe very shallow and then they breathe with their mouth too so breathing with your mouth is going to dry out your mouth more and breathing very shallow isn't going to support your voice so mm. the first thing we do is diaphragmatic breathing you know breathing into the belly letting the diaphragm drop so that your breath can take in more air and then speaking on the exhale so you breathe in, hello, how are you? Then the next thing we talk about is resonance and that's basically like the hum in your mouth, it, the, the vibrations you feel in your face. So you wanna find that perfect pitch and you do that by humming and when you can really feel the right hum. So I'll, I'll show you right now, if I'm humming really low, hum, right? I'm, I'm feeling it more in my chest, hum. And then if I go really high, hum, you might feel it up here. So you want to feel mm -hmm. that perfect pitch where you feel the tickles on your lips. And then you want to talk on that pitch. See how when I speak at this pitch, my voice is a little more resonant. There's that, you feel that vibration. You know when singers sing and they hit that note and you feel the tingles down your spine? As a speaker, if you're speaking within that range where your voice resonates, your audience is going to feel those same vibrations as opposed to if you're in a really low register that's not really projecting well or if you're kind of that person that gets really breathy and then their voice gets really high and it's like ah so you know the tone of your voice the pitch of your voice does matter and you know then i get really technical with people like try not to drop your sentences or is everything gonna sound the same do you always send everything like a question because you're not really sure of yourself like little habits that we do obviously hands is a big one for me as an italian i like try to keep it down okay so hands is a funny one because yeah so so because i, I do a lot of you know presentation skills stuff and mm -hmm. uh you know people always say what do i do with my hands well if you have them in your pocket and you're and you're holding those gestures in you're more likely to play in your pockets we don't want to see that 
Um, or if you have them behind your back, then there's kind of, you know, a suggestion that like, what's going on? Why are you, you know, why are you, uh, you know, what are you holding behind your back? Or, you know, politicians are taught not to do that, for example. Um, but, you know, if you, if you can keep in a neutral stance and then let the gestures flow where you do talk with your hands, if that's who you are, it's actually um, a connection between our brain and our body, right? Like it helps us access the information. So like, you know, like I always talk about, uh, you, do you know what a, a spiral staircase is? Do I know what a spiral staircase is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so can you describe a spiral staircase to us? Sure. It starts at the bottom and then it spirals up. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. But we and so that helps us to be able to to let that flow. And and it's harder if you're not if you're sitting on your hands. Right. Because then you're like, you'll start using your body or whatever. But it's that it's that your 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 gestures are so important. So I love that you use gestures because it probably gives your message energy. And yeah. You, and I would never tell people to not use gestures. I guess. Yeah. But so many people do. Yeah. No. And that was something in theater school. They made us like sit on our hands, say a whole monologue only because too many gestures can get busy and can distract us, right? But sure. using them purposefully, and that's why, yeah, politicians have like this gesture, right? And then you see like a lot of people when they're explaining something do this a lot, right? And I, I don't like it to feel mechanical either. Like I'm not like, okay, never speak and then make sure every gesture is exactly thought out because most entrepreneurs aren't using scripts. They might have points, but they don't like to read an actual script. If you had an actual script, you might put in, okay, when I talk about the spiral staircase, do the spiral staircase gesture. But then it feels like not real. So mm -hmm. it depends on the person. It's That's where one-on-one -on -one, you know, coaching is great for this kind of stuff because some people are like, I have clients that don't use their arms at all. And I'm like, you look like a floating head. Like, loosen up but and then it movement that's where movement comes in like do a dance before you sit down like loosen up your body because you're like it feels uncomfortable to watch when you're not gesturing at all yeah it does yeah it does if you if you're if you are just kind of static okay so you work one-to-one -one with your clients yeah i do both so i'm currently i have a, a like a speaker's academy and that's a seven week program and we're on week five i believe but I, in the meantime, I also take one-on-one -on -one clients, yeah. Oh, amazing. And so so what can people expect when they work from you? So they can expect that you go through the four pillars, which is about posture, which is about voice. Yeah, so I call the first one own your presence. That's body and breath work. Mm -hmm. Then the next one is master your voice. That's all that stuff I was talking about, resonators, articulators, just learning how your voice makes sound. And then... The third pillar is connecting with your audience. We'll talk more about the, the acting kind of dynamic and really knowing who your audience is. And then the fourth pillar is speaking with grit. And that's more mindset-based stuff, you know, really just getting over that stage fright. But I also help people in the one-on-one. -on -one, it's nice because I can help people really similar to what you do. If people don't have a story or they don't have their message and they need clarity around that, I help with that. And then I also help people on the other aspect of the coin once they've worked through all the technique and now they need some strategy and like some technical help, you know, when am I going to go live and what am I going to talk about? And, you know, I want to be on podcasts or I want to have a YouTube channel and I help them 
figure out that. So like the beauty of one to one is I, I start where people are and I help them with what they do. I I'd also have a 30 day program that's really just videos, vision and visibility. And it's just to like help you launch your social video content and get more comfortable. But that's that's more for people who already feel pretty confident as speakers and they're not like they don't have any of that limiting beliefs and speaking blocks. And they're just they just need help with the strategy. But the 10 week program is much deeper. Like we dig into like what blocks are you holding in your body that are restricting your sound from coming out? That's interesting. That's interesting because I think a lot of people don't think too much about it. They'll think so much about what am I going to say? How am I mm -hmm. going to get people on, on to, to listen? How am I get? And then when you get them there, then they're not, they're not, there is, there is actually somebody who's really prominent who I love, I love, love, love her videos, but she's so unaware that she slurps her coffee and makes a really horrible noise throughout the video. And right. it makes me crazy. Absolutely makes me, I have no problem drinking a coffee. I always have a coffee somewhere around me, no problem. But the, but it's it's little things like that. And it and it's the little things like, you know, your voice having congruency between how you, how you look, maybe you bother to, you know, make yourself feel really nice and you're sitting nice and you've thought about your lighting and then, and then you're not using your voice properly, you know? So it's, I love what you do, how you have the whole package, bringing it together. Yeah, because if, if people connect to the way you sound and the way you present and the things you say, they don't care about the background. I mean, I, I do think that's important, but I, it's less important, right? And I also say like, in a dialogue like this, you're not gonna be perfect. You're gonna say, um, you're gonna say so, you're gonna, because we're, we're just having a not natural conversation. But some yeah. people wanna have like a nice clean, promo video or a nice clean YouTube video, or they want to go out and do a real live talk on a stage when that's a thing again. So for those kind of more put together things, and if you master these things for those put together things, then when you go in those one-on-one -on -one podcast, you know, interview experiences, you've already got the technique. Mm. So you're just working on what you're talking about. Okay, so that should help with people who are shy or less comfortable or not so used to talking um, with, you know, being on, on live or, or being on, or, or being by yourself talking to yourself. I'm still getting used to that because I'm used to talking to really big audiences and very often now I'm talking to a green dot when I'm recording courses. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, there's no energy coming from this and I have to pretend there is, you know, it's a, it's quite, it's quite a quite a shift, but so so I'm an extrovert by nature. You seem to be an extrovert by nature, as in you know we think out loud and we you know and the conversation can flow. What about people who need to think things through first, like so the introverts, in other words? Do you mean for a, a for presentation or an interview kind of setting? Or well, for being able to be on social media, for being able to, I mean, with, you know, mm -hmm. I, I think I think people, even if you don't know how to, you can relate to the fact that you do need to, to have a body presence. You do need to, to think about your voice. Of course, you need to think about your message, but thinking about sort of, but I can't think that quickly. How, mm -hmm. how, what do you recommend for them? Mm -hmm. Well, the more you do anything, the easier it gets. So there's True. that practice and kind of like just putting yourself out there, right? This is where that mindset piece comes in. I always try to remind people that speaking, although we all speak, well, most people speak, it's a skill. Yeah. And so it can be learned. 
right? I, I hate when people are like, well, I'm just not that person. I'm an introvert or I'm shy. Well, take that label away. Like someone has told you you're shy or you've you've claimed that as a piece of your personality, but you can choose to change that. If it's something yes. like it's like me saying, oh, I don't I don't ski. Well, if I want to ski, I can learn how. If you yeah. want to speak, do you desire it enough? You can learn it just like you can learn how to play the piano or you can learn how to ski. And then I always try to think, really listen to, if you're in a conversation like this, try to really listen and be of service. Mm. Because we're so worried about how we look, how we sound, and I get that, and I help people to, to make that come out better and you know, easier on the listener. But at the end of the day, you're doing this because you believe that what you have to share is going to help somebody, is going to... And so by not sharing that, you're actually doing a disservice. We talk about this a lot in the coaching world, right? But if you can really, really hone in on your person that you're talking to and why they need to hear this, you stop all that internal dialogue quiets a little bit. And then remember that even the best speakers and the best performers of all kinds can be nervous and can be scared, but they do it anyways. Like Ella Fitzgerald apparently was known to be very, very shy off stage, but she'd go on stage and she'd do her job, you know, and everybody's nervous. Everybody's scared. Right. And then I always say, again, connect to your body, connect to your breath, take a little walk around the block. If you have to do a few jumping jacks, shake your body and then do some deep breathing. Like all of that, it's great for our voices, but it's also great to calm the nervous system. Yeah. And, yeah. and try to be in the moment, you know, really just, I know it's hard, right? We have this, our brains want to be busy. They want to make, oh, there's a problem. I got to fix this problem. But if you're focusing on your technique, you're focusing on the person you're talking about or talking to, and then what you're talking about, then, you know, and if you make a mistake, if you say so many ums, like we all just, we keep getting better. We keep showing up and trying more again and again. Yeah. And you know, I mean, now I suppose it's never been easier than it is now because there are so many tools you can use. You know, there are teleprompter tools. If you, if you're the person who likes to write things out, um, my caveat with that is that like, <laughs> do you want to look like you're reading? Do you, you know, you, and people who do that on the, the, uh, the news casters, for example, you know, that, Oh, then, oh, where are you? Oh, I'm still here. Ah, oh, good, good, good. Thank you. I um, I I had a, a a call came in, like a FaceTime call that took over my call. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, do you want to sound like that? Do you want to sound like a newscaster? Do you want to like are you know you'd have to practice that. Um. Ah. Okay, that's fun. What's happening? Oh, my I, my FaceTime keeps going off, and I don't oh. know how to stop it from going off. So that's <laughs> a problem. Today is our day, Heather. I know. It doesn't ever happen to me before. I'm like, oh, that just keeps taking over my laptop. I don't know how to make that stop. So that's not cool. But you know, like, so I think, you know, I think those tools are great and they but they, they can add so much to it because then you've got so much more to be thinking about. Right. And like you say, it's more about being authentic with your message. And that's where the, the real genius comes in. Absolutely. But really, you know, practicing and knowing your material and having a coach can, can help yeah. you 
to, because even, you know, I'm sure you've gone to see a play or watched a film or a show and been like, wow, that actor was like, I believed everything. They were so authentic. They were so believable. It should be like that. So even if you want to write your script, yeah. that's fine. But no, it's so freaking good that like nobody knows that you are, you've re, you've memorized this script because you said it in the shower. You said it with a coach, you know, 20 times. You had somebody view it with you. You watched yourself do it and then you perfected it. And so it's so natural because you've, you've done it so much. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of work, right? That's a mm -hmm. lot of work. Mm -hmm. Again, so, I'm talking about like a polished, you know, a speaking gig or a presentation or a video you really want to polish. But for lives or for this kind of stuff, you're not going to do all that. No, you're not. You're not. You're not. You're just you've just got to. You've just got to keep on, you know, just just keep on connecting. I am so sorry. I don't know how to stop this from from jumping in. I don't um, hear anything if that helps. Oh, that's that. That does help a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think I think, you, you know, trying to make it um trying to make it authentic is is job one you know because you'll find your audience you'll connect with your audience you'll find your confidence and confidence comes from momentum so you know just just finding that um that that groove finding your audience you know following some of the tips that you've discussed get in touch with emanuela if you want to go through more if you you know if you really are thinking that don't make sense, but I don't know how to do that. Then that's why you get a coach, right? That's what it's for. So I love that you started this new business. Thanks, I love I that you it are too. here. Yeah, it was a journey, you know, like every entrepreneur journey. There was a lot of different things along the way, but this feels really aligned and good. And I think Leanna here is saying that she relates to you about not speaking, speaking to without an audience, and that same we're extroverts we like I, like I like a big room full of people what I one little tip for that is even putting like a picture up of someone that you're talking to or just do a little visualization before you go live and, and try to get that ideal client or ideal dream audience member in your head what do, what do they look like and, and even if you have to put a picture up and imagine that you're speaking to them looking into that hole because it is awkward I find it less awkward looking into a hole like a camera hole than I do looking at myself that that can distract me far more personally. Yeah, I am um, because I use StreamYard. I, I sometimes have somebody in the in the waiting room that I use is kind of so I can I've got somebody there to sort of to, to sort of chat with. And I know Leanne, um, Leanne saying here that that she runs conferences and, and training workshops. Um, but and didn't think to draw my per, my performance skills and i think that's the thing is we compartmentalize all of these things and that's that's what we always talk about work life personal life and stage life because actually they inform one another you know if you if you i i i like nine inch heels um so if if i feel strong and fierce and powerful on a stage in nine inch heels then that's wonderful but i can have that same thing without the heel or without the pink lipstick or without the whatever, all the, the rituals that I have, you know, and it is that kind of that drawing on your performance skills and applying them somewhere else, like like your conference speaking. Um, and I, I, I think there are so many transferable skills that people just don't see. So, you know, mm -hmm. little skills inventory is a really great thing to do. So I'm glad you mentioned that, Leanne. Um, you know, just just about drawing on that. And, and uh, I have seen Leanne perform uh, several times. So it's, yes. uh, 
Uh, yeah. So, so, but it, it, it is actually about tapping into that and sort of that, and that's where some of the mindset stuff can come in as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right, Leanne, you probably do do it unintentionally anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I have yeah. a lot of performers come to me and they want to work with me. And then I'm like, you're already doing this. <laughs> you know how to breathe, you know how to speak, you know what you're doing. Like you're fine. <laughs> yeah. But we're also conditioned to think we're not good enough as, as if we've gone through like dance or acting or voice or any kind of like performance based things as children, you know, even sports, we are, it's like, well, I have to be really the best, best, best. And I think what's nice about this space we're in now is like everybody's showing up authentically. And, but I, I like to say, you know, there's always room to grow because people do come, yeah. Oh, I've been speaking for 40 years. And I'm like, yeah, but do you know about resonate resonation? They're like, no, well then maybe, <laughs> maybe you have something to learn. There's always something right to learn about everything. Always always something to learn and that's such an important thing to remember is that you know approaching things with beginner's mind is so key it is just so key yeah and I, I i i love that you know that there are there are so many messages for people to learn and so many opportunities and ways for people to 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 find you know their their voice and their that should be able to share their message that's that's just so key I agree. Yeah. And if people are more comfortable dancing, then you can express your story that way. If you want sure you can. <laughs> right? sure you can. to write a song and play it on the guitar, like it's all expression and it all doesn't, mm. all, you know, sometimes speaking doesn't, doesn't, isn't enough. The words just aren't enough. You have to express it in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you know, we always talk about moving your body and, and just really kind of letting yourself connect with your body. And that's just such a, such a great way of being able to then, you know, find, find what it is that you want to share. Or I always find it interesting when people say, I don't know, I, I never can think of content. I never get enough content. You know, mm. I, I don't know what to share. And I always think, well, okay, put on some music, move, play. And uh, things will just come mm -hmm. to you. Like, stop trying to force it. Stop trying to sit there with your fingers on the keyboard and go, right, what am I going to say? Just let it happen. Mm, I love that. Yeah, because I get all my ideas when I'm out for a walk. And I never bring my phone with me because I'm like, no, I'm out on a walk. I'm in nature. I'm not bringing my phone. And then I have to come home and be like, <laughs> what were all those ideas? I have to write them down. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do have my phone with me. And I do, I do just like a quick voice note because yeah, I will forget smart. them. I, yeah, I just absolute sieve. I don't use my phone like to be checking, you know, status or whatever, but I do, I, I think it's so, I think it's so, so important to, to capture things. If you're somebody who doesn't capture things, there are lots of tools. So I just use a voice note for it. Yeah. And in fact, when you're driving, pull over and text it to yourself. No, I talk to Siri. Oh, I go, hey, see, Siri. That's, yeah, that's hey, handy. Siri, make a note. <laughs> and then Siri <laughs> makes me a note. So that works as well. Yeah. That's a good tip. Yeah. 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 Somebody was telling me about, um, somebody was telling me the other day about, uh, you know, there, there are apps that you can get where you just say them and then they come out as a, as a pre-typed yeah. text. And I thought, well, that's yeah. perfect. That's what I need. Cause then I don't really have to, I don't have to retype it. So I used to do my newsletter that way because I felt like for me as a, as a very, what's the word I'm looking for? I experience things in my body, right? And and we just mm. words just come out. But then when I sit down, like you said, when I sit down to type, I'm like, I don't know yeah. if this this doesn't feel natural. So I like that because I would just walk around my living room and, and talk like I was talking to somebody, 
And then I'd email it to myself and I'd edit it, of course, and then that would be my newsletter. Brilliant. Really, that that works so much, and I think particularly if you know we talked about introversion and having to think things through first, so that that kind of sitting and, and considered thinking uh, might be helpful. But for the extroverts, just talk it through and just you yeah. know, and that's the beauty is you know you can you can stick on a Zoom or you know whatever it is is that's free and you can you know or, or FaceTime and just see yourself on video and just get get used to that. But tap into that energy, you know, whatever makes you feel strong, confident, fierce, excited, whatever, however you want to come across, there is some way, you know, like always have my pink lipstick sitting right here, you know, it's just yeah. there, you know, and it's, and it's just that, you know, finding those things that that's not about faking it. That's not about putting on a mask. That for me is just about connecting to that power that I want to connect to. Mm -hmm. And it all lives within you. So yep. rather than thinking of putting the mask on, you're just bringing the stuff to the surface, mm -hmm. right? Bringing the pieces that you wish to show because they exist within you. If you if you imagine it, if you dream it, you see yourself as this confident, badass woman, then that's who you are. And maybe that's not who you are when you're tired and your dog is pooping on the floor or whatever. But like, that's who you are in that moment. So yeah. own it. We can exactly. be all the things. We don't have to put ourselves in this box. One of my clients said to me the other day, oh, I don't know. I have to find my voice. Am I calm or am I, like, excited? And I'm like, you're both. <laughs> you don't you're have to. Everything. You don't need to pick one. Like, and it depends on the context of what you're talking about. If you're teaching a meditation, bring on more of your calm voice. And it's not acting. It's just changing your your energy, like you said, your persona. I love that. I'm all about the energy. Absolutely. You can shift it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why yeah. when I saw your Facebook group, I was like, I need to speak to her. This sounds so fun. Yes, it is. No and I, I, I know. Well, and that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, there's so many lessons that we can shift and we can, you know, that, I mean, that's the whole thing is, you know, it, it, you don't have to learn cabaret to learn the tools from that and go, oh, well, I understand those. I can use those over here. You know, we just, it's, it, it's, it's all about transferable skills. It's, it's always for me been about transferable skills. And, and so I love the messages of cabaret about owning space and, oh, I just I love those messages and 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 cabaret is for everybody everybody mm -hmm. you know it's not restricted to specific things and I think that's such an important message that that you know there's the same with with being you know solopreneurs or you know being online or just even having a, a social media account of some sort or being on clubhouse and just talking and sharing a message it's just we all deserve to do that and we all have this desire to be seen. And that's such an important message. Absolutely. And be heard. Because be some heard. people have come to me and said, well, what if I just, I'm okay with being seen, but I don't want to be heard. And I think that that is something that particularly wow. women do struggle with. And, and then there's yeah. culture, right? Culture in our, and the way we were raised that comes into play because it's one thing to post a pretty picture of yourself and, and write your copy. You're, you're seen and you're probably heard in your copy, but it's a whole different experience to really be heard and really yeah. use your voice. Yeah. And we, we all deserve to be seen. It's a fundamental need. It's a universal truth that we all want to be seen. So, so it's a great platform and it's never been a, a better or easier time for us to, to be able to do that. I know. I feel very grateful to live in this time where we can kind of just like 
oh, these are my skills. I'm going to package it up into this, and this is what I do now. <laughs> there it is. That's amazing that you've been able to do that. Thank you for coming and sharing your skills and your talents and your experience. And ah. Oh. I mean, I, we'll do this again. We will do this again. Yes, done. yes. We're not done. No. <laughs> so this, I love that. I can see, yeah, a lot of our stuff is, is going to be beneficial to the same type of people. So it was really great talking to you. And thank you for having me in your space. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to continuing the conversation. Amazing. Okay, so where can people find you? Let's put this on here. Okay, I'm uh, Emanuela underscore speaking coach on Instagram. Yeah. And my Facebook group is called Captivate. So, Emanuela underscore speaking coach. So that is, let me just see if I got this right. Like that? Yeah. That is a, yep. Yeah. And then, what's the other one? That's on Instagram though, not YouTube. I don't know. If that's, that's on Instagram. Yeah, sorry. That's yeah, yeah. It's it's because I did it as a comment uh, because I didn't want to flick between. Let me go back to banners. Okay, hold on. Emanuela. Underscore. See, and nothing bad happened, right? Like it's okay that if you get it wrong, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like nothing. Nothing bad happened. Look, nobody. Right. Nobody. Nothing tragic happened. There we go. I did this banner. That's better. There we go. There we go. And what's the other one? And my Facebook group is called Captivate captivate okay go check it out go and check it out and get in touch with the manuela that's what i'm going to be doing in just a minute i've got a free pdf if anybody wants it i can post it in the comments it's um the on-camera yeah, check it's called the on-camera checklist so it just kind of works you through like how to speak on camera prepare your body prepare your space your amazing script. oh that would be lovely yeah do put it in the do put it in the comments. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, for sure. I'm Thank sure you. I'm sure people would take you up on it. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you for You're coming. You're welcome. Thank you for being patient with my technology <laughs> issues today. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was fun. Well, we got now here. I've learned something about StreamYard that I didn't know. So well, and me too, because I didn't know that either. I was like, I don't I don't know what to do. Yeah. So okay. thank you. Thank you so much. Right. Thank you, everybody, for watching. If you're watching the replay, make sure you comment. Make sure you go check out Emanuela's group and, and page and accounts. And thank you again, Emanuela, for sharing everything. You're so welcome. Bye for now, everyone. Bye. Bye.